The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Welcome to The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra with me, Tara Lockery Grant. This is the show where we take brilliant interviews with people who are absolutely inspirational from rte.ie forward slash lifestyle and from the lifestyle section of the RT News Now app. They're people who inspire us on a day-to-day basis, people around Ireland and Irish life across the areas of food, fashion, travel, living, motors, charities, parenting, health and fitness, well-being, things that we want to find out more about. We want to find out more about how people do what they do so well. Now, anybody who has heard of the company Bumbleance may have seen a video about something that they launched recently called Bumble Air. For those who haven't, I want to introduce you to it a little bit more by talking to one of the people who helped make it a possibility. Tony Heffernan and his wife and some great other people who he worked with in Bumblance set up a charity many, many moons ago to help children, sick children, in need of a special service. And to tell us a little bit more about that... And also what Bumble Air is, is somebody who's very, very involved with it. And he's here with me now in studio. Ryan, you're very welcome, Mr. Ryan Hanrin. Tara, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Listen, tell us first of all, just so we can explain what Bumbleance is. Yeah, so basically Bumbleance is a service that we're starting up to provide flights for children who otherwise have to travel by car for hours and hours to the hospital appointments. So these children would typically be um, fit to fly. But it's just taking the stress and the kind of um, the hassle that they have traveling by car, often from like Derry and uh, maybe from Donegal, from Galway or Kerry. And they might have to travel for five, six, seven hours in the car. So we're offering just to fly them to kind of inspire them to help their family and to help the kids, you know. Do you know what? Uh, through Stormophilia, there were lots of tweets. Obviously, there were tragedies there as well. And um, very sad that three people lost their lives during that time. And then on social media, there were lots of people trying to entertain themselves when they were a little bit nervous. They were indoors and they were keeping an eye on RT and other media outlets to find out what was happening. And then there were humorous texts and nervous texts going too. But Chris uh, O'Dowd, who's over in England, was tweeting and he, one of his messages kind of was a little bit poignant as well and clever, as often comedians are. He said... Please, Ophelia, be gentle. We've lost enough medical services in the West of Ireland as it is. And do you know, yes, that was a funny kind of joke, but also there's a very serious side to it. You have people uh, for Bumblance who are getting, who have to come to Dublin often for medical treatment. Young children whose parents are exhausted and worried and tired as it is and then are travelling really long distances. So this is where Bumblance comes in to help, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Bumblance um, was set up by Tony and his wife, Mary, and they're very, very inspirational people. And what he's doing is he's, he's transporting kids um, in a fun environment. So he's got these Bumbleance ambulances that are themed like a bumblebee. And they've got all these kind of toys and iPads and, you know, different kind of colours of lights just to kind of help these children on their journey. So what we're trying to do is just give them maybe a bit of an extra service as well. And that's True Flights. Right. So before we get to that, so to the very sad, there was a very sad reason that inspired Tony and his wife to do that in the first place. Exactly. Yes. Unfortunately, um, um, Tony's two children passed away from Batten's disease. And this kind of, he I th- he was going up and down to Dublin a lot and in his car and it, it was very, very stressful on him. So he just decided to come up with this idea about getting uh, ambulances themed like bumblebees for kids just to make it easier for them, you know. So he is a phenomenal guy and his wife and what they've done is absolutely inspiring. And they have now, I think, coming up to their seventh Ambulance, ambulance. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We're we're we're, we're hoping to, and we will be talking to Tony in due course. But the reason we want to talk to you now is 
the next thing is Tony was on to me and he's introduced this new uh, section, new wing, if you will, to Bumbleins, which was Bumble Air. But I didn't find out about it as the, in the normal routes of finding out through press release or just seeing something on, across media. It was all very early days when it came across this story. So, Ryan, I'm leaving it to you to share with the good people how I first heard about this Bumble Air. Okay, so I was at a festival called Van Festival. Fantastical. Yes, and I met uh, (laughs) my good friend Tara here at the festival. So we came about doing a dare. Um, I was basically saying to her, right, if you go up on stage, um, I will give you a thousand euros and donate it towards the next flight. And if you go up and uh, chat in front and she, you went up basically and chatted. Basically, there was a DJ, Terry, the legendary Hooli. Hooli, exactly. Yes. Legendary DJ <clears throat> and literally asked him and his lovely associate, could we take over the stage? Yes. <laughs> and they let us. They did, actually, yes. And we had a great reception there, you know. And you had to put your money where your mouth is yes, then. Yes, and, and do you know what? Even at that, we met a gorgeous girl whose sister had been helped by Bumblins and it was quite emotional watching her talking to you and saying you're going to be doing something to help small children around the country. So not only did you decide then to put your money where your mouth is, if you go to RT Lifestyle onto the Facebook page um, and also obviously onto Bumble, er, er, onto Bumbleance itself, that's Bumbleance.com, um, where you can also donate money there. When you go there, you can see the video. What happened, to, what happened when the first Bumble Air flight took place? Okay, so um, basically when I came back from the States two years ago, um, I was over there flight training and I had it. I was inspired by my neighbor's child in Portland, Oregon, was quite sick. So he couldn't transport him to hospital from Portland to San Francisco. And when I met him a week later, he was smiling from ear to ear because his child had been flown to San Francisco for free. And of course, I was inspired by this. And then he told me about the um, charity called Angel Flight in America. So last year they flew 4000 missions. So flying people for free all over the States. And that was set up 30 years ago. So this completely inspired me. And I was like, right, when I come back, I have to set this up somehow. So I approached a couple of different organizations um, over the past couple of years. And, you know, it was received fairly well, but we just couldn't get over the line because of different complications. So then I heard about Tony Heffernan in Bumbleance and I rang him and I was like, Tony, listen, I'm a pilot. I can get the use of an aircraft and I want to do these flights. And he was like phenomenal. He was just totally up for it. So from that... We had uh, months and months of planning and all, and we got our first flight done on the 2nd of July. And that was to fly a very brave um, young man called Keith. And we basically flew to Knock Airport in County Mayo, picked up Keith and his dad and flew them back to Dublin. And that was a, f- that was a flight that took less than one hour. Typically, they were driving up to three hours in a cramped car and he's going there to get chemotherapy. So... Yeah, it was phenomenal. We were standing, myself and Croher were standing, um, the videographer, we were standing on the tarmac at Weston Airport uh, with many of your family and friends and watching Keith coming in with his dad and the smile, exhausted as he was, he was absolutely overcome by the whole experience and there waiting for him was the bumblance ready to take him for the final short leg hop of the journey into hospital to get the treatment um, before he was going back again. What was that like, Ryan? Can you, do you still remember the feelings? Yeah, of course. So when we arrived into Knock, um, we were met there by Tony and um, Aidan and some of his drivers and um, obviously Keith and his dad, David. And we could see that he's a small bit apprehensive, you know. So he was 12 years of 12, age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is 12 years yeah. of age, exactly. So um, we kind of explained to him, you know, what we're going to do. And he was, he was kind of a bit apprehensive. But once we got him up into the aircraft, 
he was like a child again. Mm-hmm. He was like a child that didn't have to worry about going to hospital to get chemotherapy. He was just smiling and he was looking out the window and we flew over his house and his dad was pointing at his house and it was phenomenal. It was really, really inspirational. You, you posted a gorgeous picture on social where you both are giving each other the thumbs up in a selfie. Exactly. And he yeah. just, he looked like, and thank God, how, tell us actually how Keith is doing this. Well, Keith's actually in remission, so he's he's getting better, you know. Which so, is brilliant. Yeah, I'd love to see him again. Absolutely. You know, because he was there and he had mm. his um, bag of Lego getting ready to go in for this tough next session of treatment. And it was a tough time for his dad. Yes, absolutely. He was a single parent because they yeah. had another tragedy, didn't they, in their life? That's right. Their mum passed away um, a couple of years previous. So um, the father like lives on a farm, so he's got the two kids, Keith and his sister. And they, um, his sister had a lot of complications as well, you know. But so like halfway through the flight, I turned around to look at Keith and he was just he was smiling from ear to ear. And I knew right then that, that we were onto something here, you know, because he, he was like, yeah, as I say, just as a child should be, you know. So, yeah, really, really special. And ever since then, the, the, the something that's really important is the cost of this. OK, yes. So can you talk mm. us through what this involves? OK, so cost is is, yeah, of course, one of the big issues here. So. My goal and my dreams in setting this up was to fund the first couple of flights and then to see was there a need for this. To fund, the, fund it yourself. Exactly. So wow. the first first flight, um, I rented an aircraft off a of flight school um, and basically that cost me 1,200 euros. And how did you know that that was safe and it was flight, you know, how did you, for, for a punter uh, asking questions in this, how did you know that was flight ready for Yeah, to so take this is a fully operational flight school and they have insurance and everything okay. was covered. And plus us as pilots, it's up to our, um, it's, it's our responsibility lies on us to make sure the aircraft is safe okay. and everything is safe. You so know? you do so checks all over everything? Of course, okay. we do absolutely lots of checks, yeah. Okay. So we were fully confident that everything was going to be okay. Um, so yeah, we rented the aircraft for a couple of hours, flew over there, done the mission, and then, um, yeah, and it was a real success. You had a lovely success. co-pilot with you. Yes, Paul Nocter, a friend, he's a brilliant guy, and he's been around the industry for many, many years, so he was, he was great and helped me along with that. What was it like for you? I mean, you've flown yeah. for years, but to do this dream that has been a long time in, in the making, hasn't it? It's been a long time in the making, honestly, yeah. I mean, it started really 10 years ago. So when I finished uh, college in 2006, I kind of had this urge to just to, to give back. And how I was going to do that, I was going to set up a small free medical aid clinic in Dundalk, where I'm from. So I was inspired by a brilliant guy called Stan Brock. And he um, has an organization in America called Remote Area Medical. And what it is, they go into small villages and towns and they would treat people for free. So they might get a doctor, a nurse, ophthalmologist, um, dentist and that kind of stuff to volunteer their time for a weekend and treat as many people as they can. Like the flying doctors, the flying hospital. In essence, yes. You know, and the work he's done is phenomenal. So in Ireland, I was doing my research and I found that there, there was a certain band of people who couldn't afford to go to a doctor or couldn't afford. So I was like, well, why can't I do something like this? You know, so I did get a doctor to volunteer and a nurse and all that kind of stuff. But we were overcome by the cost of insurance. Oh, so it, it just it just didn't happen at the time. But I said to myself, it's going to happen someday. I'm going to come come along and, and, and figure this out and, and get something set up. And here we are many, many years later and we had our first uh, first flight of Bumble Air. So this is truly phenomenal. It's and 
again, it's just, it's really about helping these kids. Do you know what, Ryan? There's been a huge amount of goodwill towards everybody involved with this, from Tony to yourself, to people working in Bumblins, to people helping on the PR side of this, to um, right through to, to the ambulance drivers, of Bum- the Bumblins drivers, uh, through to the families and then the hospitals, no doubt, when you're when the child arrives in there. It's a huge amount of goodwill. You've also had some lovely goodwill stories from members of the public. Yeah. Can you tell us about some of those? So I was, um, the other day I was in a coffee shop in town and for our next mission it's it's a young baby girl so I was trying to find a set of earmuffs for a child and I couldn't find these anywhere so I met a guy in the coffee shop and I was telling him about the problem of uh, of getting earmuffs and I didn't see him for a day or two and then he texted me all of a sudden he's like Ryan I've got you three sets of headsets and I, I was like I was blown away by this because I never met the guy before and it's just his generosity and you could see the goodness that we were trying to do and it's amazing and very inspiring when people they, they tend to come together for things like this, you know. So that's why I kind of like to appeal to the public. If anybody, you know, in their heart can, if you want to do a small bit, you can just text um, the word buzz to 50300. Okay, so so tell me how many texts will you need, for example, so for that next mission? Each text is four euros. So if we get anywhere between four or five hundred euro, four or five hundred texts, we can do one mission. Okay, so it's important. I'm just saying text buzz Two five zero three zero zero. So you need five hundred of those texts. Yes. Which doesn't seem like a lot. So when people are listening, it's we not. need everybody really exactly. to do that. Exactly. Okay. We, yes. Um, the dream. Yes, the dream is to make this into a service, uh, in addition to the Bumblins, because the guys at Bumblins do such a phenomenal, phenomenal. Like they devote their, their life to this, you know, to help. How, how many ambulance? How many um, journeys are they doing? Hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds. Because I've, I've seen, it's been a lovely thing to see with my own yeah. kids in the car, to see bumblances on the road because you can explain it to them then and what the service is and what it's doing. But again, all of this needs support. Exactly. It is like the guys are doing a lot of work in the background to make this happen. It just doesn't happen overnight. So, and it takes a lot of funding, really, you know. So with the Bumble Air, we're trying to develop that um, into a service that we can offer for these kids purely who just to kind of take their the stress of them from having to drive in cars, you know. So it's very, very early days. I mean, we literally got our first flight done and we have a couple more flights lined up. So we're just kind of feeling as we go along and uh, but we know we're on to a good thing. So, yeah, it's phenomenal. OK, so going back now, we'll go back a little bit before we go forwards and get, do the, the journey. You weren't always a helicopter pilot. No, I was working as an engineer for many years. And then in 2011, I kind of had this urge to uh, I had a flight when I was 21 and I just kind of wanted to get back into it. And then I decided... Was that your, your 21st present? Yeah, yeah, I had a flight in a helicopter. Because it's in the family, isn't it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. My grandfather um, flew planes um, back in the 60s, and well, the 50s and 60s. He flew, flew the Tiger Mott and he flew small Cessnas. And he was from um, Monaghan, but he was, in the local, he was a local politician as well. So whenever the uh, elections would come along, he would fly around and throw a flyer <laughs> out and say, vote for me. Which you wouldn't get away with now. Definitely you know? not. It'd be a lot of littering. Yeah, and there's different <laughs> stories of um, his aircraft was actually hijacked in the 60s. So no. he, having a, a, a massive passion for aviation, he um, took my mum flying and my, my uncles and all that, my aunts. So they all have like logbooks from the 70s from, wow. doing, from doing flying. Yeah, so it was cool. So when I got my license, it was kind of, it was a reconnect with him, even though I never met him. But he, he was a brilliant guy, you know. He's, uh, yeah, I mean, God, it's pretty ahead of its time, really, wasn't it? Yes, he? absolutely. Um, he got his <clears throat> helicopter hijacked. He had a small Cessna aircraft. And it was kind of in the time when there was a bit of trouble oh, yeah. back then in the 60s. So um, some guys were like thinking, well, there's an aircraft down there. 
Um, it was basically on an old grass strip outside on Dockhead and towards Castle Bellingham. And they went down one day and with guns. It don't say it had been hot wired. No, the, the there was a, a guy called Captain Ian Swales. He was an RAF pilot who'd moved over to County Louth. He fell in love with a local woman from Carniford. So my granddad himself and another guy had this small aircraft. So these guys went down um, with a couple of guns and hijacked the aircraft and had Captain Ian Swales fly that aircraft towards the Carrickdale Hotel with the idea of throwing a bomb out of the aircraft to <laughs> land on a base. But what happened was the, the aircraft they were flying was called a rally club and it's, it's a low wing. So when you are look, the, the, the wing of the aircraft is below the canopy. So when they're above the, the base, they were going to throw it out. The guy grabs his homemade bomb, throws it out of the aircraft and it lands on the wing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so the, the, um, Ian Swales panicked and he's got this bomb on the wing. So we ended up banking the plane. The bomb fell off into the forest or whatever and they done an emergency landing into a field and um, he he basically didn't move until the bomb squad came and they defused the whole bomb, you know. Oh. And this was in the 60s, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, so it was quite a story. It's nearly like a, a skit, you know, with the bomb landing on the wing. Jeez, I can't believe you were just flying over that saying, yeah, well, the plane, the, 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 it got uh, hijacked back in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this was a dream and no doubt as well, very special for your family. That yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we came in and landed um, in Weston on the first flight, the first thing my mum said to me was like, listen, that's something that your grandfather would do. And that was quite poignant. That was really, uh, it meant a lot, you know, so yeah. Mm. And then to see the look on, on Keith's face and on his father, David's face, they were they were blown away by it. And that's the essence of this. Do you know what? We're going to put that little video in here in along with the article on rt.ie forward slash lifestyle. Um, if anyone's just joined us or you're just halfway through the podcast, I'm talking to Ryan Hanrahan, who is the pilot who is involved with helping to set up Bumble, Bumble Air, um, which is an association with Tony Heffernan's and part of hopefully the future service um, that is part of Bumbleance. So the next thing is you were working as an engineer and yes. then you said, OK, I want to be a pilot. Exactly. So where did you go? So what that happened? was in 2011. So I was working full time um, in Dublin. But you trained before. You have to go back to train first. Yeah. So I, f I started my first license. It's called a private pilot's license. So I, I used to drive from Dublin every weekend up to St. Angelo's Airport in Enniskillen. And that was a five hour round trip. Do my flying, do my studying, come back, go to work Monday to Friday every weekend. And um, that took me... Probably just over a year to do it was Fair it was it was a lot of stress, but I didn't mind because this was a phenomenal experience. So hang on, Ryan, just to get the game because we're always just I love finding out how people do what it is that they do. So you decided ten years ago that you wanted to get involved with doing something like the Angel Care exactly. before you even knew how to be how to fly. Yes, exactly. Isn't that amazing? Exactly. Yes. So you knew you were going to do this. I knew it was in the back of my mind. Wow. I says I don't know when, I don't know how, but I knew I was going to do something like this, and hence it's it's a dream come true, really. That's you know, brilliant. Okay, yeah. so, so you went off, got your private, got my private pilot's license, and then I kind of had was at the decision to either, you know, just continue working and fly for fun, or else go full time training. So then I just after a lot of back and forth, I decided to move to Florida, and I went and entered a flight school full time, and that was the most amazing experience. Like my apartment the first week I was there, it overlooked NASA. Ooh, wow. So I remember sitting in my living room and I heard this rumbling and I look out and there was a satellite launch from NASA. Now, as, as, a, as a young Irish guy, you see, you see this kind of stuff in movies. <laughs> yeah. And here it was outside my apartment, oh you know. Oh my God. So I was living in a place called Titusville and the local high school was called the Astronaut High School. So wow. you, the, the people you would meet around that area was phenomenal because... In the 2005, 2006, NASA um, let, let go a lot of people. 
but so there was a lot of engineers and, and that working in restaurants and wow. working in gar- as gardeners. So my mechanic, I have this old classic car that I bought over there. My mechanic um, was helping me fix it one day and I was chatting to him. I was like, so what were you doing before this, Dave? And he's like, oh, I was a, a space engineer at NASA. And I was like, what? <laughs> so the people you meet were phenomenal, you know. So it was a great, great experience over there. I hope they're all re-employed now. Well, they are, yes, because <laughs> things seem to be going bad over there. <laughs> yeah. So I spent like um, a year and a half in Florida and then I moved up to Portland, Oregon. And I kind of, at that stage, I was up in Portland, Oregon for six months to a year. And then I was kind of at the juncture of, well, do I stay in the States for the rest of my life? Or, mm. But at that stage, I'd done seven years in America. So I was kind of longing for Ireland and come back to Dublin. And it's the best decision I've ever made. Wow. Yeah, because Dublin's phenomenal and the Irish people are amazing. So... Yeah, it was good. And here we are talking about our first uh, first Bumble Air flight, which is phenomenal. It's a dream come true. But it, it is. It's, it's a lot of work, yeah. a lot of determination. You know, you do have people who's like, will say, oh, that's not going to happen. You can't do it. But you just, you got to go with your heart and you got you to gotta go with that and, and, and believe in yourself and just do it. And it does all happen. So you then now, what's the next stage? You're so trying the next to get stage the next is, flight up. Yeah, exactly. We have, um, in fact, we were meant to do a flight tomorrow for a baby, baby girl uh, from Sligo taking over to Dublin but the weather isn't the best so we've cancelled that so we're going to reconvene and maybe do that in November and then we've so that's that's the second flight and then the third flight will be there's a family down in Kerry and they have a young child who has to travel well because the the, the, the child is quite sick um, they have to travel by car from Kerry to Dublin which takes them nine hours because they, they have to kind of look after the kid on the journey so I was the, like, this the, is the, 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 the child. Sorry to interrupt you. There is so sick that um, the parents have to stop to clear. Yeah, clear the airways. their exactly yeah, the throat. Little boy, isn't it? Yeah, little boy. Yeah, exactly. So mm. yeah, and I, and I think it's it's. I mean, you, that we can't even imagine. We exactly. can't imagine what that's like. And that's the thing, yeah. you know. So it's kind of it's just to try and even when um, there's a lady called Anne I deal with in Bumbleance, and she was like telling the families that of about doing these flights. They're just so excited. They're so excited because someone's taking an extra interest in them as well and they get to fly as well. So they love this, you know. Right. Are you finding, are you hitting any obstacles or is it all funding? Um, I mean, it's because it's early days. So, um, you know, there's a kind of, there's a lot of different variables we have to look at. But the most important thing was to get the first flight done. And from that, I knew we were onto something good. What about a helicopter? Is there anybody who would not lend quite, but you know. Yeah, Possibly, land actually. Yeah, I mean, there are people with aircraft out there. So we're kind of, we're working on the model now over the next uh, month to see what way we're going to drive this forward, you know. Mm. So at the moment, I've been renting an aircraft um, and some somebody's actually offered to fund the next two flights as well. So the next three flights are fully funded. So I'm doing the second one and then two more by somebody else, which is great. Excellent. So that's what we're relying on, just the help of people out there because... You know, we're very, I suppose we're we're in a good position that we are healthy. So it's it's gratitude for, you know, the life we have. And if you can give, if you're, if, if you're an opportunity to give back a wee bit, well, I feel compelled to do. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. What about, and again, um, other pilots? Do you need other pilots on board? Well, initially we're just, we're at the early days. So we're, we're just kind of, we have, we have um, everything set up for the next couple of flights and then we're going to review everything. But the main aspect of this is funding okay. because it is quite expensive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you see the look of these young kids and, and the experience they have and the family, how grateful they are, it pales into insignificance, really, you know. Is there anything like this happening in the UK? There are air ambulances and that kind of stuff, which is a different level. Yes. This is just purely to take the stress Short, off these kids travelling. hop, helicopter. Yeah, journeys. exactly. So, yeah, so... Um, there are. I'm not too sure if they're doing something like this in in mm. in the UK, but I know in America, 
it's been running for 30 years and it's a massive success and it helps the kids. Would you work in this full time if you could? I would love to. I would love to. But at the early days, I'm just, you know, finding my way. I know I'm totally putting you on the spot here. Yeah. But um, again, you need it needs to get up and running. Yeah, exactly. It needs to get up and running. We need help with it, mm-hmm. the bottom line. But and we'll get there. We will get there. There's no there's no two ways about it. It's just how we get there is a challenge. Are you frustrated by the lack of facilities and support that are there in the west of Ireland currently or are you not even thinking about it are you just facing the fact this is the way it is let's make it as good as we can well I mean all I know is that there's children travelling five six seven hours by car from Donegal from Galway from Kerry from anywhere around the country um, to go up and get treatments for cancer for all sorts of ailments and I just it's not right so I'm trying to do my best here just to kind of yeah. help them any way I can and inspire them. Right. You did a great interview, um, a couple of interviews in the lead up to the last flight in around one of them with, uh, with ourselves, which again, as I said, we'll have up on the site. But also um, Tony spoke to Ray Darcy and you spoke to Jonathan Healy. One of the things that came across is that you've big picture, you're a big picture thinker and that you know what it is that you want to do. And you've been setting, you're not in a rush, you'll get there slow and steady. So for someone listening, Ryan, who also has a dream, there's something that they want to do, something like a charitable event or just a dream. What advice would you say to them? How do you go about putting these great words into a reality like you've done? Yes. Well, the first thing um, they need to look at is to be clear, to have clarity. What is it exactly they want? And then they work. I work backwards from that. It's like, right, I want to um, set up these flights. Okay, so how, how do you go about doing that? Um, so then, obviously, I train as a pilot. Um, and then it was starting putting the word out there and, and uh, just kind of working towards getting a first flight done. So you need clarity. What I do is um, I have a whiteboard at home and then I'd put on top um, my dreams. I'd write down my dream. So my dream is to set up charity flights in Ireland. Okay, and then I work back from that. So these are four or five points. So you kind of just do research on each of them points and it takes a lot of, it's, it's a lot of research, a lot of clarity, but overcoming fear as well. And you've been working full time doing this. So how do you do it in terms of time? Yeah. Just lovely to know how the breakdown of this exactly. going so from dream to reality. I was um, working as an engineer in the renewable energy yeah. um, industry. My contract finished there a couple of weeks ago. So for the past year, or for the past couple of years, um, well, I just always had my dream to do this. And so it was kind of making this happen was... Um, writing stuff down I'm a firm believer in writing stuff down and when, when you write stuff down you get it's not just an idea in your head that kind of gets thrown around you're putting it to paper and that'll help you on the journey to get it done so one of my goals is like right how am I going to get a charity flight done and I was picturing also flying a young sick child and it's funny how then you, your your energies go towards that you know and then I re- would review um, my progress I'd review my whiteboard as to how the steps I went about uh, doing this, you know. So you so took times late evenings, early mornings, yes, weekends? Yes, late evenings, whenever. On my phone during the day, you know. So it's, it's and just kind of, it's like goal setting almost. And you're, you're continuously analysing that to see, right, what am I doing to make that goal happen? And it's not easy. I mean, you're, you know, it's, you do, you do kind of get distracted. Life takes over. But ultimately, once you have it, like my whiteboard there, and it's like, right, this is what I got to do. And you keep reminding yourself and you're driving yourself towards that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Okay, that's really, really good. And then the, 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 the next step for you, your next plan, as we talked about, obviously we know what you want to do for Bumble Air. Yes. Um, and then w- have you any other things that you're working towards at the moment? Well, at the moment... We want all your secrets, basically. Yeah. Right? Just spill them all now. <laughs> that's great. So um, 
So I finished up my contract in renewable energy. So I'm looking at, um, I'm kind of like the roundabout now. So I have a couple of different options, but my first option is really just to drive the uh, Bumble Air thing and see where that goes. So that won't be a that won't be a full time job. I don't think now. Maybe in a couple of years. Who knows? So I'm looking at the options. That maybe set up my own business in the side or uh, in engineering or, or yeah, just to see what's out there. Do you know really. what's even the way you worded that is positive? Like a lot of people say, I'm at a crossroads. So it kind of means they're stuck a bit. They they're not moving. Whereas you're mm. like, I'm at a roundabout. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to be honest with you, it's it's a lot to do with gratitude as well. So grateful for what you have. If you have your health, if your mind is okay, um, you know, and if you can be positive about it, well then go for it. You know, things aren't that bad because, you know, you hear some people complain and I'm like, well, hold on, you've got a job, you've got money, you've got a house. Try traveling in, in Africa or different places. I've been to around the world in Cambodia and uh, South America where you see real hardship, you know, not to put any anybody's problems down, but just practice gratitude for what you have in life, you know. And then it puts things in perspective. Absolutely. So I do a lot of that. So y- you'll always overcome challenges in life, you know, and there will be many. But if you're if you if you're focused on what you want and you know where to go, it just makes it easier. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think there's a lot of people now who would like to help you on that way. So it's Buzz five zero three zero zero to give a four euro donation. So lovely to be able to say that of without any shame of for plugging because it's just such a good cause. Exactly. And I think the Irish people are phenomenal. And they really do come together. So that's we're just appealing to the good nature of people to just send a text in or, or if they want to come, you know, if they want to help any way at all, contact Bumbleance and, and, yeah. and give us a help that way. You that's know? a great idea. Yeah. So Bumbleance.com, do they look for volunteers sometimes? I, I Maybe so. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure on the on the ambulance side of it. Okay. But, but okay. any help is welcome. Good. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. OK, so that's Bumbleance.com. Ryan, continued success. Thank you very much. So Tara. delighted to have been there for the first flight. Hope that we can be there for the yes, next ones. We'll certainly definitely. be bringing people news on it anyway. Definitely. Um, it's our pleasure. Um, and as public service in RT, I'm really proud to be involved with the project, even in a tiny, tiny, tiny on the edge way with something like this. RTE.A forward slash lifestyle and where you'll find the story we'll have the written um, interview and also we'll have the video of the first flight that we did where we met the lovely Keith and his dad David and also you'll have an you'll have an El Goo at Ryan as well so rte.e forward slash lifestyle and also the news uh, now on the app you'll find us in the lifestyle section we're also on Facebook Twitter Instagram do come join us get in the chats there as well I'm Tyra Lockery Grant this is the lifestyle show thanks so much for listening The Lifestyle Show with Tyra Lockery Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra 